DanielBritt.com. All right, 60. Count them 60 minutes ahead of intriguing insight behind of one of your favorite groups and mine, too. After listening today, you'll be able to impress your friends with your vast knowledge of all things greater vision. Guys, welcome to the microphones. Thank you. It's great to be with you. We're, we're going to wow the crowd today. I tell you what, we've got some interesting things we're going to cover. At least, I hope so. Uh, no pressure on you guys uh, after that. But um, this group in my book is legendary. Gerald, do you ever think you'd come this far when you started Greater Vision? I never thought I would be called a legend, at least not to my face. But you've, <laughs> but you've done it. Okay. That means you're old. That's exactly what old? that means. I yes. know what that means. Yes. <laughs> I can take it. Well, Isn't a legend no, honestly, something that's made up? Yeah. No, no, that's a myth. Oh. That would oh. be you. Oh. Right. You're a myth. No, I, we ne- honestly, no. You don't. When you start a group, you don't think about it. Yeah. You don't think about how long you're going to be out there. You don't think about uh, our people. You really don't. You just want to sing. And so you just go out and do it. And the rest is up to the Lord, you know. So here we are. And so Greater Vision is Gerald Wolf, the voice you just heard, Rodney Griffin. Griffin, yes. And Jason, Jason Waldrop. Jason Waldrop, that's me. Yeah. And, uh, and you guys have been together for how long as the three of you? These three. Eleven years. 11. These three. Wow. And as a, as, as a group, Greater Vision, how long has the name been around? Sixteen years. Pretty good. Yeah. So um, what's the secret in, in the world of gospel music where even even groups like the vocal band change? You know, how, how have you been able to hold together for 11 years? You know, we've we've uh, tried to do a lot of the daily tasks at home ourselves instead of bringing someone aboard to take care of things for us. Mm. Uh, for example, uh, up until just a few months ago, Jason did all the product. Uh, Gerald did all the office, all the managing. I take care of the coach. A lot of stuff to do there. So we didn't have a lot of folks involved. We just mm-hmm. did it ourselves. And when you don't add a lot of people, you can you can stay close. You can go to each other's houses often. You can, we go on vacation yeah. together. We yeah. have fun. And I think that's we love each other and we actually have fun. There's a there's a there's a personality click there instead of a clash. We actually Enjoy each other. I imagine you would have fun. And Craig T. Nelson and Jerry Van Dyke, pretty good, pretty good lineup. But, um, <laughs> you take care of them. So yeah, they're yeah. still out there. I That's think. right. Um, the music uh, that Greater Vision has put together has a lot of it has come from the pen of, of Rodney. Um, mm-hmm. uh, was right. that just purely God, accident? Yeah. Well, for you, but for Gerald, I mean, was God uh, were you on God's good side that day when you found Rodney? You know, actually, um, that. Really, when Rodney joined the group, he was not uh, a prolific songwriter at that time. He'd only written mm-hmm. just a few songs and uh, only j- just had a few songs recorded. And we had he had pitched us a song that we were going to record. Yeah. And it was just part of it. I mean, it was just the way the Lord had it all set up. We really, we didn't talk about songwriting uh, back then. That was, how long ago was that? Thirteen years yeah. soon. It never came into the discussion. Mm. It just worked out the way it did. Songs like "My Name Is Lazarus." I mean, how does that come about? I mean, "My Name Is Methuselah" just doesn't work. Yeah, but. yeah. You know, I want to do "My Name Is Zacchaeus," yeah. but it's hard to sing. <laughs> <laughs> we we are blessed to uh, to do a lot of Templeton tour cruises, mm-hmm. and we we get to do the January Bible study cruise with some of the great Southern Baptist pastors. Uh, in the yeah. past, Adrian Rogers, Jerry Vines, yeah. uh, those guys. And one year, uh, I guess it was, man, 97, 
January of 97. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad was on the cruise with me, and he slipped in the room to hear Adrian Rogers. And Adrian Rogers used an illustration that was similar to the idea of my name is Lazarus, and it kind of sparked that. And I thought, well, it's complicated, but I'd love to try to write that. So I wrote that, and we recorded it on our, uh, I guess, second day wind mm-hmm. recording, right. far beyond this place. And it was just uh, a tremendous catapult for us to be uh, heard by a lot more people. What do you call that kind of a song? Besides a hit, yeah, uh, where where you start off with a verse and then uh, I guess another part of the verse and then eventually you get to the chorus. Uh, you know, as a songwriter, I guess you'd call it the hook. The hook is the part of the song that that once you hear it, you go, "Yes, that's why that song was written." Yes, yeah. that's what I relate to. Uh, and that song, that's like a delayed hook, I yeah. guess you'd say, because yeah. you don't hear it until after you've gone through all the verses. Yeah. You couldn't sing that chorus and tell who the guy is that was the fourth man. It's this mystery character until the very end of the song because it's kind of hard to top Lazarus. Yeah. Now, now, was that all in your head? Like like all the key changes, all the musical parts of that? Or did it yeah, come I heard the key changes. And then as we were, I was pitching it to the guys, I was hearing it as just a solo all the way through. Mm. And then Gerald, our member, said, well, let's break this up. And let's let one guy be the blind guy, one guy be the uh, guy with the withered hand, mm-hmm. uh, the other guy be the leper. And when we broke it up, it made it kind of neat because one man didn't have to try to remember all those words. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's the real reason we broke it up. <laughs> those, those harmonies, um, when you do break off there and you do kind of not a not a unison, or maybe it is unison, but mm-hmm. not, not a... Um, not an acapella part, but it, where the music kind of goes down and you just really hear the harmonies accented. Did that come from cathedral days? Because I know cathedrals did a lot of that. Seems. You know, a lot of, honestly, a lot of the the music that we end up producing is influenced by those guys because they had such unique yeah. ideas when it came to harmony, which a lot of that, quite honestly, came from the Couriers. Yeah. You know, uh, the Couriers, which were not a nationally known group, but they were they've always been known as the singers sure. singing group. Sure. And so the cathedrals got ideas from them as far as doing some of their structured harmonies yeah. like they did. So we picked it up from those guys. And having Larry Goss uh, to produce our stuff now makes a big difference. And Wayne Hahn, who produced My Name is Lazarus, was influenced by Larry Goss. So it just all works <laughs> together, you know? Absolutely. A lot of times we'll say, what would the cathedrals do right here? Yeah, what would they do? Yeah. You know, would they take this down to a two-part? Or would they sing this line unison? Because, honestly, not uh, not many groups in our field anymore really sit down and study what was it about another group's sound that, that you liked, that I yeah, liked. And yeah, yeah. It just works out that way. So where did you find uh, Jason? Actually, he found us. He was here at the convention uh, 11 years ago. He just graduated high school, and Roger Talley. Was he uh, holding a sign? No, Roger Talley <laughs> brought him into we'll our We'll work for food. <laughs> yeah, right. And introduced him to us. He had uh, he had been Steve Hurst's school of music. Uh-huh. And Deborah Talley yeah. uh, had him in one of her classes. And Roger brought him in and said, this dude wants to sing. You ought to give him a chance. Great. And uh, I said, we, we've not spoken to Roger since. <laughs> well, tell me... Um, because I and I'm not even going to try to it. You're much, you much, you know history much better than I do. Obviously, tell me the lineup of personnel, because I was surprised to learn I didn't realize Mark Trammell sang with this with this trio at one point, right? Yeah, Mark Trammell and I started the group. Okay. In um, 
1990. And then um, we hired our first tenor was a guy named Chris Allman from Burlington, North Carolina, who now yeah. pastors yeah. a church over there. And uh, Mark was with us three years before joining Gold City. Okay. And then Rodney Rodney joined the group. And then uh, Chris Allman left two years later. Yeah. Uh, after five years, and then Jason came along, and it's been the same guys, three uh-huh. of us now for. All these eleven years. Was there a period when, when Gerald, when you left the cathedrals and came back to the cathedrals? Am I thinking no. something else? Uh, well, Roger Bennett did that. Roger he left did, the okay. cathedrals right. and uh, recommend, recommended me to, to take that position. Okay, that's right, because you played. I played for the piano. Okay, and then uh, I stayed there for two years, and then when I got ready to move back to Tennessee, I recommended that they bring Roger back. Uh, Roger was in the recording business yeah. at that time, yeah. so he came back when I left. Gotcha, and. Um, you know, that's that's why we've maintained such a close relationship with those guys. You know, Legacy Five is yeah. because we have that, that connection that connection there with our background. But you sang and the very popular champion of love, that's your voice. And so that's why it always threw me. Well, did he play or did he sing? And I guess there's nothing wrong with doing both. So. No, I was actually the piano player that George would yeah. let sing. Yeah. One song a night, sometimes yeah. two. That's cool. Well, um, you guys have recorded twice now at First Baptist Atlanta, right? We've recorded one live album there, and then our then a new DVD. There's no album. Involved, oh, okay. Right? Just so, a DVD. so one was an, an audio album, but you also I thought you also had a video with that. There was, was there a no? video with it. Okay. That was how many years ago? Right, about six years ago. Yeah. And then just recently, when they moved into their new sanctuary, right, right, we went and did a DVD to open up. We did a concert to open up that new building. Yeah. And then we released it on DVD because it just looked so good. Yeah. You know, they have great equipment there. And so we just went ahead and made a DVD. I was going to ask, what's the tie-in with First Baptist? One, one video or one recording there is one thing, but now that you've gone a second time, what Well, is... we go there once a year yeah. usually to record uh, songs for In Touch broadcast. Right. And uh, with Dr. Stanley. And so they play us on there about once a month. And so when they decided to remodel their sanctuary, their worship center, they told us that anything that was recorded before the new building was mm-hmm. not going to be aired anymore. They said, so we need you to come down and do a big concert, do a lot of songs to help yeah. replenish our library. So that's what we did. Gotcha. And since yeah. uh, since we were doing that, we said, well, why can't we just make a video out of it? So that's, that's how that happened. With the success of this group, um, do you credit Rodney's songwriting skill at all with the success? I mean, if, if Rodney was just a good singer but didn't have that that he could bring, do you think Greater Vision would be as far along as they are at this point if you were using other people's songs or maybe doing a lot more um, of the old standards as opposed to no. the new creative stuff? No, because um, it all has to work together to make to make this particular machine work. Sure. Uh, it takes... It takes the songs, and we get songs from other artists or other writers that we record. Yeah, yeah. But there's a, just a unique combination we have with Rodney's writing, yeah. and when he writes, he kind of hears us singing it, mm-hmm. and so he writes that way. And then, then he he and I work together so long that he knows what we're sure. where we're headed. Sure. We have a goal every night when we get on the platform, so he knows what that is. And then Jason, it just all fits together, you know. Um, and that's just the Lord's time. You can't. Yeah. I wish I could sit here and say, this is how I figured all this out. <laughs> but the truth is, we didn't. We have no idea why it works like it does. It's just, mm-hmm. we're not the best singers in the world. That's obvious. Mm. We're not the best musicians. But God takes what we do have and he fits that all together. 
wow. to, to make it work. Uh, Gerald, do you and Jason ever, ever go in and try to collaborate with, with Rodney? Have you ever co-written anything? Well, actually, uh, all of Rodney's great songs were ideas of mine that I just didn't write. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> songs. <laughs> so you planted the seed. Oh, sure. I said, you know what? A great idea for a song would be something about God wanting to hear you sing. Go on, you write that. Yeah. <laughs> Jason, have you ever written anything? No. No. Is it just something you have to, it just sort of comes to you, or do you sit down, Rodney, with with a chart and you say, okay, I gotta have uh, an adjective here and I gotta have this rhyme and this has to match. I mean, how much of it's technical? How much mm. of it's inspiration? Uh, that's a really hard question to answer. All I can say is that the inspiration comes just at a snap of a finger. Yeah. Uh, we could be singing, uh, and it come to me. You know, I could be driving down the road. Uh, I'm not one of these that gets awake in the middle of the night mm. by a song idea. The Lord usually lets me be awake. Whenever the idea comes. And then I just have to write what I have down. I usually get a couple lines and it follows a rhythm pattern. Mm-hmm. And therefore, there gets your time signature, whether it's a four, four, three, four, six, eight time. And then you go from there, you start building backwards and forwards and figure out and what I do when I'm writing is to, I'm, I guess I have an advantage since I'm on the platform every night. I write it as though a singer would sing it. Mm-hmm. And I imagine myself on the platform singing these lines I'm writing. And you get and to that, visualize that the audience. Visualize, it's a good receiving. filter because you're thinking, yeah. okay, could you stand and sing this and it not be corny? Or could you stand yeah. and sing this and it be effective? Sure. And a lot of folks that I'm fortunate to co-write with who don't have the privilege of standing in front of people, they just write songs from yeah. their home or whatever. They say, wow, you know, I hadn't really thought of that. That really wouldn't perform well it wouldn't sing well it'd be okay on a cd but it would be difficult to use such and such line live and that's the key i think is to write what would sing live the best did you ever eat a burrito the night before and get something that sort of flopped (laughs) oh i've written a lot of floppers i mean they're evidenced by not being recorded (laughs) you should record them one day you might be surprised (laughs) yeah my worst song. That'd be a good CD. <laughs> yeah, it would. probably sell. I would sell good. That's the bad thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You'd have a hook. I'd be a few hits. Yeah. <laughs> I've got some songs. Oh, now, Gerald, he song. is a parody writer. He won't take any credit, but he can take one of my songs or anyone's <laughs> songs and just take a, an everyday uh, funny situation that we're all familiar with and just write about it and just communicate that in such a way. Really? It just really keeps really? us laughing. It won't bless you, but it'll, it'll make you laugh. You know, kind of like the wouldn't take nothing for the Jersey cow. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, that along those lines. Take yeah, yeah. Only somehow. better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's go back to the traditional sound of gospel music. You guys do that so well. And as, as it's very evident when you go back and listen to those church hymnal series CDs that you've done, uh, where you can follow shape note by shape note, line by line, and sing along with, with those favorite songs. You guys do a great job. You do a lot of shape note singing, too. That's important, isn't it, to keep keep up with the history of this music, which is so rich. Oh, you're not kidding. It's uh, it's vital yeah. to uh, to our uh, survival as a as a genre of music. If you turn loose the – and that's not just gospel music, but any, any form of music. Mm-hmm. If you completely turn loose of your past, then you, you won't have much of a future. And so, yeah, it's important for us to keep that music alive. We made a conscious decision when we started that we would always include 
that kind of music mm-hmm. in our program. Sure. There's an audience for it, huge audience. Yeah. Bill Gaither proved that yeah. with the accidental DVD, the first video he did. You know, Right, right. Yeah, purely accidental, but he proved that there's an audience out there for that. And um, now more than ever, do you know, more people will turn uh, 60 this year than ever before in the history mm-hmm. of the world. Yeah. And so the audience is growing. The potential audience is growing. And you're in a great position at your age. Uh, that you know, you'll be around doing this kind of music, yeah. playing this kind of music for the rest of the rest of your life if you want to, because sure. there will always be an audience. So, what do you think uh, down the road? Uh, do we continue by embracing the music of the past, do something different with the uh, the historic sound of Southern gospel, or what's what's the future in your mind if if you could pull the strings of the industry and do it the way you wanted to do it? How how would you preserve the his, the past? But still move on to the future. Well, you know, it's always there's always been trends in our in our music. If you go back and listen to the original, yeah, the stuff, the James D. Vaughn stuff yeah. from the yeah. late 20s, early 30s, we still have that in our music today. And then as times change, you know, in the 50s when the Statesmen were big, that their music ha- had a little bit of that influence in it of what was what was popular at that time. Mm-hmm. And then in the 60s, the Goodmans come along, and then they they introduced more of a country type sound into mm. gospel music for the first time and then yeah. the Oak Ridge Boys and then in the 70s here come the Cathedral Quartet in the late 70s which brought us back to more traditional male quartet sound mm-hmm. so there's always been trends there's always going to be trends but the foundation will never change it's always going to be our music's going to be driven by mo- mainly by the message sure sure and then secondly by uh, by we, there is just a there's a there's a correlation there in the musical style that will Never change. You can have here at the convention, for instance, you've got mm. all these new groups coming up, and they're doing uh, what I would not call traditional Southern gospel music. Yeah. But if you listen to it close enough, you do hear, yeah. you still hear that basic gospel music, that basic pattern, still in there sure. somewhere. They just, sure. yeah, and they'll settle down as they get older. Oh. You can't, yeah, you can't keep doing that after you turn forty. I promise you that. <laughs> I think you can update. You music, but if you change it all together, you know, if you take country music, for instance, a lot of the country artists went from singing country to singing pop, yeah. and it's not country anymore. So if it's not country, then then what is it? And it's the same with gospel music. You mm-hmm. know, if it's not gospel and it's not the traditional gospel sound, then then what is it? Sure. And then so you're kind of bound in limbo. Uh, you've got a lot of groups that. There's no title. They're not really contemporary, and they're not country, and they're not really gospel. So yeah. where do you take them? You can't yeah. take them to really take them to a church, and then they don't fit in the gospel concert. So yeah. I think that's a, a struggle with a lot of groups that there's just no no way to identify them. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. You guys are doing a great job at preserving that sound. What um, your latest video project is the First Baptist, right? And it does not have a companion audio. No, but the songs we did on it are from our latest CD, which is my favorite place, our Day Wind CD. Okay. All the songs on there, with the exception of one or two, are from that CD. Gotcha. Is that your favorite album um, to date? You know, um, for me, it's a great album, but you ask any person on the street that listens to gospel music what their favorite, and they're going to take you to a particular song. They're not going to. You know, I, I have a I have a few songs in my mind that the Lord really used at a particular time in my life that I will always say are the greatest 
yeah. song. Yeah. There is a river is one of them. Sure. Don't know why. Sure. It just has a special place in my heart. And uh, I recorded that in 92. Mm-hmm. So is this my favorite album? Man, I don't know. I'm going to say my favorite album is one that we're working on right now. That, that'll be out um, first part of December. Uh, it's a it's a classical hymn album, which we've never attempted huh. with a full symphony. Um, a, and, it's, and it's a telling the story from creation all the way through the second coming of Christ in classical hymns. You're talking about like a mighty fortress, songs like yeah, that, as opposed to the red back never attempted. Yeah, it's, it opens with uh, all creatures of our God and King yeah. and then goes into come thou long expected Jesus and tell wow. me the story of Jesus. So when I survey the wondrous cross all sure. the way through. To the end. And it's just, I think this is going to be the best album maybe that we will ever do. Wow. It's certainly going to be the best. A lot of hard work going into oh, that. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> it's really hard to do it. Those writers were just so. Uh, There's intricate uh, stuff oh, going on. Oh, their lyrics was so deep. And then the music, you know, usually have a separate writer for the music. Mm-hmm. And they would just emphasize those lyrics so well. But their music, their, their writing is very difficult. Wow. It's wow. difficult to sing. You pray for us. We're going back in the studio <laughs> next week to try to finish it. And what's the name of that album? It'll be called Hymns, Hymns, Hymns of the Ages. Yes. Hymns of the Ages. Okay. And, it, and it'll be out, like I say, the first part of December. And how can we keep up to date with that release and with other Greater well, Vision happenings? Well, visit our website. That's the easiest way, you know, greatervisionmusic.com. And uh, we're, we're, we're there 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Yeah, mm-hmm. You see us, just pull it right up, you'll see us right yeah. there. There yeah. we are. And with a cup of coffee. And- <laughs> GreaterVisionMusic.com. You know, I need to do a picture of me with a cup of coffee because oh, yeah. that's normal for us. <laughs> we, go, we go through about six pots a day on the bus. Wow. Gerald sends out an email every week to tell folks where we are and what we're yeah. doing. And uh, that's they can click on that free email, GreaterVisionMusic.com. Cool. Uh, he sends out funny pictures, and we have fun with it. You can also, uh, with our email now, something that we just started that's become really popular very fast is, is a segment called Ask Greater Vision. Mm-hmm. You can send the question in, and then one of us will answer it in the next email. And that's good to have that interaction, isn't it? Oh, people love it. Yeah, yeah our late, the question this week came from uh, Perth, Australia. Wow. Uh, so hey, this this music, it's, it's a piece of America, but it's going worldwide. And people, uh, especially with new technology, I think people have really embraced it. It's something new. You can't find it everywhere. And uh, I'm sure you guys have, have been welcomed um, all over. Yeah. Well, thanks for doing this. Let's do it again soon. Okay. Thanks. Yeah.